Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Air and Earth Podcast. We're bringing you another all-star, amazing interview today. I just love bringing my favorite humans who do like extraordinary work on this show for you all. So we got a great one coming through today. We have one of my my internet friends. I feel like that's a good client who also does a lot of other things besides being my internet friend. We have Asia coming on and I got introduced to Asia's work probably about six months ago, maybe a little bit more, maybe like eight months. And I came onto Asia's Instagram and immediately was just like, yeah, this woman knows what's up because the way that you talk about wealth, the way you talk about business is very aligned with, with my beliefs as well. And that's why I'm so excited to interview you and dig even more into the, the juice that you're going to bring here because you just have such beautiful energy that you share so openly. And I'm so excited to, to share your work and your wisdom today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. I just was like having to, I've been really working on like receiving compliments and receiving like, cause I'm so humble. I feel like that's a shadow side, but I just feel so good to receive that. And thank you so much. I'm excited to be here today. I'll try not to be long-winded because I can talk. No, that's the whole, I love it. I'm like, yes, please. You can bring all that you want here today. I love it. Whatever's coming through from that sweet little channel of yours. So I would love to start out with a bit of your background story so people can get to know you, who you are where you're coming from, your vision, what has brought you into this place where you're sharing about wealth and business? You have an Instagram, you have a YouTube going. How did all of this come about? Hmm. I I never know where to start with this, but I'll start with the background of being from a household of a single mom. My parents were divorced, grew up semi-impoverished. I wouldn't say we were super like on section eight and needing a lot of assistance from the government, but we definitely needed a good enough assistance and more than I realized because I was just kept so in the dark. And so it was teaching me really that there were just so many secrets. And growing up, I was a kid who had a lot of questions and I liked questions. And when I couldn't get my questions answered, I started to look look for answers on my own. I started to ask questions for myself. I was the person in class that would like not be going out, but really researching things that I had questions about and even going to church all the time. Like we were the black family always in church, like consistently. She was in the choir. She was like in so many things in church, like a deacon, all of my family, but still there was no connection. There was still no love. There were still people and everybody was just, and I'm saying everybody, like everybody in my family were just so estranged, so disconnected. So it was such an unloving environment, even though these were supposed to be family. And it was just always leading to questions of if if Jesus preaches about love, then what is <laughs> then what is this? And the and the judgments and the different back and forth. And I just had so many questions. And I was brought on this path once my mom started to get really, really sick. So it was never like I was 
super religious. I was never like out of spirituality. I was always like, I, yeah, I'm just spiritual because I was just learning about different religions and researching them and seeing how I fit in the planet, like what I was here to do, which is so funny now after what I've discovered, but I was always looking for what I am here to do. Like, how can I bring that? How can, how is what I'm doing every day? Cause I was in a lot of extracurricular activities. How I'm, how can I bring that together so that every moment is lived to its highest potential and not miserable. Like that was just my main thing of not wanting to be miserable. And when my mom got really sick and she was super religious, she was always in the church. She was having this surface level faith. Um, as I look at look back at it now of surface level faith of why is she so sick if she is living by the rules was my question. And so then when she finally passed from breast cancer, I was like, hmm, this, that, that makes no sense. So it sent me into like a downward spiral. And then once, and then once I hit the spiral, it was a point of me about to commit suicide. And it was a place of, wow, if I committed suicide right now, my family would have no idea because nobody has come to check on me. And it's like, okay, well, if I need to find those, uh, find a place where I am loved, where I belong, where I belong and who I am, then I need to discover who I am without a mother. I need to discover who I am now. I need to answer all of the questions that I've always had and seeing how I could be everything that I always said I was going to be now that I'm fully given the chance because there is no attachment because there's a lot of attachment to your family members and wanting to and wanting to not like you don't want to ruffle any feathers with your family right i didn't have that attachment now that the only really strong attachment i had unfortunately to say has left the planet so it was a really uh wake-up call of becoming who i am and i always said that okay well i feel like everybody is so miserable because we're just in the wrong roles we're playing out the wrong roles in life, thinking about it as a movie of you have certain characters and they're meant to play certain roles and certain actors don't stray out of certain genres because that is their role, that is their genre, that is their field. You, I'm trying to figure out the right word, but I can't, it's just not coming through, but that's their field. And just what they love to do and how they, how they bring light and share their expression share their voice with the world even though that's not their only genre it's their point of radiance and i was like finding my point of radiance and i was noticing that so many people knew their points and just wasn't following it so coming back to how i got to this of uh, me being very clear because i have a very strong channel and i was in a past life regression and i was coming out of it and it said You've been given a choice. Now provide that choice to others. And that's how we got here today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mm, mm, that's an incredible journey. So, oh, I have so many questions for you. And I'm so excited. There's so many things I want to talk about. The first thing I would love for you to touch on is there's, there's a phrase you said in there 
the point of radiance. Can you explain how does someone find that? And I'm assuming that that, you know, you also said before all this happens, you were looking into what's my purpose, right? So how does that weave in with purpose? Like what, what, what do we even do about purpose and how is that interconnected with this point of radiance as you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Just go deeper there. So I've been, I didn't even notice, I noticed I said that. See, when I be talking, I just be talking and it just comes through. Um, yeah, like most people were just going through life and I'm like, okay, but what am I doing this for? I've never been a person that does things for no reason. I just don't like it. It's, I don't know what it is about me, but anything that I've done, I'm like, okay, but what's, what's the reason? Um, like, why are we in school this long? Why do I have to continue to go to school if I already know the answers and I've already done all the homework and I'm, I'm done. So why can't I spend my time how I want to do it? Why can't I, um, go find these hobbies? Why am I in this entrapment every day of stifling my creativity? And that's, of, cause I'm just a very natural creative person. I like my freedom. I, I like to be able to do, to do what I want to do. And also being so ruled by my emotions because my, I'm a cancer rising and my cancer moon is conjunct that. And I'm so ruled by the influx of my emotions and energy. And I'm just like, hmm. And your, and your emotions are, are, are a master teacher. If you're feeling things, you're feeling them for a reason. So you're having these frustrations, you're having these questions leading you down a path. And we're just told to cut off the path and not ask the questions because asking too many questions leads you with like leads you down rabbit holes and then down further rabbit holes and leading you back to your power. And <laughs> this is why even when people were being burned at the stake in the Salem witch trials or people getting um, beaten or murdered mysteriously for speaking out, asking questions, even right now and whatever's going on, people being censored because they're asking questions is always about why can't we follow the rabbit hole of questions? Because where does it lead us? It leads you back to your power because these questions activate a remembrance because your subconscious has to answer any question that you ask it. If you notice you ask yourself random questions like, okay, do I want blueberries or strawberries? You somehow have an answer in your mind before you even fully get the question out because your subconscious is always waiting to have that answer for you. Therefore, you're always waiting to answer yourself. Whether it's not a direct answer of immediately having it in your brain, you being able to go on this journey and evolve and go throughout the world, interacting with different people, energy interacting and impacting energy. If you have no room to do that, then you cannot find your radiance. And if you cannot find your radiance, it's much easier for you to fall in line and do everything else as it's already been done. But you access your point of radiance by just allowing yourself to be looked at as crazy. <laughs> allowing yourself to be looked at as going against the grain, maybe a little difficult, maybe a little complicated, maybe a little hard to understand, maybe a little rebellious, but it's really none of those things. It's just you 
trying to access your truth, trying to practice autonomy, trying to be sovereign. And I'm saying trying because this is what you have to do as growing up, but even trying when you're breaking through societal norms, trying to form relationships with other people that are not necessarily on the consciousness level that you're on. So your point of radiance, to come back to your question, and your purpose are both of not what you're meant to do, which is why I said that was funny of my whole life, I was searching for something to do. It's not something to do, it's more of who you're becoming and the combination of the different archetypes that are being activated in your DNA. Because it's not just you, it's all of your past lives, all of your ancestors, all of the past generations, all of the different energetic impacts that you're interacting with every day that cause a collective ripple effect. And we am getting to that point of radiance. It shines so much light because that light radiates out into the collective. Like the more you radiate, the more I radiate, the more the next person radiates on all of these people, it's like fireflies. You see how they're all so bright when they're in a collective together, but slightly dimmer separate. So it's about shining your radiance, coming to your point of radiance, coming into who you're always becoming. So the light, so that everyone, because it's just so much, and I don't want to say darkness, but it's so many shadows in the world right now. But the more you come to your point of radiance, the more you unlock it. And it's like a layers and layers of how bright can you really be? Because we're, all, we're just light DNA inside of a body. That's all souls are, it's just light inside of a little human body. So how we can express more of that light in a way that's unique to you because you're already born that way. So it's about coming back to your unique access point. I hope that makes sense. That is so I was trying sense. to say it as simple mm -hmm, as possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One thing I love about you, and this is something, you know, you, you have this like style in your expression. And I mean, we get on this call and you're, we're actually wearing very similar outfits today, but it's like, you're wearing this like bright green and then these earrings that are all sorts of bright colors and patterns and things. And that's something that's so clear in your, you know, when people first come to like your YouTube channel or your Instagram, it's like, there's a clear, a clear like expression coming through you, right? And underneath it or intertwined with that, not necessarily underneath, but woven in through that medium, you have these like deep wisdom drops that we're going to get into. But I was initially just so captivated by this this expression and then it also you know I'm noticing here as I'm listening to you it's mirrored in your your way of speaking like coming through your channel is like these wisdom drops but you also just speak so beautifully <laughs> like the words you use and the phrasings and like even just saying point of radiance I was like oh my god like that is such a good like that is such a good phrase like that's so lovely and so I would love your perspective on, you know, like, like you were just saying, everyone kind of has their own flavor, right? Their own point of radiance and all of this creation that's coming through your is yours, but 
I know expression is a big part of your work and I would love for you to just share whatever you feel like you would like to share about all of that. Mm, that's good. So, ooh, that's so good. Oh my God. So where to start? So I've been creative my whole life. So I was going through like my pictures because we're getting ready to move and I don't want to lug everything with me because I've been taking a lot of things with me from like my mom's house from when she passed. So I've been like releasing a lot of that. And I noticed that I had an award, <laughs> like a certificate award for ele- for most eloquent writer in the fourth grade. I was like, what? I believe that. And I, rem- I remember like my mom being called into the school because I was writing at a higher level than the class I was in. She was like, why is there semicolons and dot, dot, dots and like dashes in her work? I don't understand how to read this. Did you do her work for, for her? Like this feels plagiarized because my mom was a teacher and she was like, I didn't even know she had homework. Um, I don't look at her work. She does everything herself. I don't know what you're talking about. So it's just writing has always been like an easier expression for me because I have a lot of emotions. So it's much easier to say it through words. And as I've grown up, because I used to be very scared of public speaking, like just speaking out in public. And it was just a lot of being shamed and told I wasn't knowing what I was talking about or I shouldn't have a voice. So I literally used to cry and shake when I used to talk, but I could write everything perfectly. So I started to just play with, okay, well, maybe if I'm scared of that, that's probably because it's more of my radiance, because I'm so scared of that power coming through, because I don't know how that's going to look. Because I already intimidate people without trying. Like, I've lost so many friends just because my husband was like, they're jealous of you. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I say, I have no idea what they could possibly be jealous of because it's just so far off my radar. And I'm just trying to be myself and promote people to do that as well. And I find it so glorious when you're able to empower others simply by being the empowerment yourself, like in eluding that power. So it's never, people always ask me like, how are you so confident? How are you so bold? And I said, I am none of those things. I am tuned into my power. And I know that I have more, I have, I know, and I'm very aware of the things that I have to, I need to develop, the things in the shadows size I have. I notice when they come up, I notice when they're coming out. And I notice when I continue to express in that emotion and how it's all coming in. I see where I hold myself back and I dig deeper into it. And I feel like your expression is the verbalization of your internal world. It's the verbalization of the light. It's the verbalization. And and verbalization is a verb, meaning it's simply an action. So verbalization doesn't mean just how you talk. It's how you're poised. It's what, if you're doing art, if you draw, if you, dress a certain way, the tattoos you have on your body, the lack of tattoos you have on your body, et cetera, et cetera, is how you feel like you need to verbalize all of the internal bodies that are interconnected in your in your essence. There she goes again. <laughs> Say that one time. Do you even know what you just said? It was no, so I good. don't. <laughs> It's good. It's good. Okay. And then this leads me to talk about, (laughs) there's so many people, right, who I, 
I didn't know this about you about writing easier than like speaking. I had the same thing. I was actually diagnosed with social anxiety when I was 15 because I wouldn't I was terrified of talking to people to the point that I like couldn't even order my own food at restaurants like that kind of thing. And it's so interesting because now I, I like speaking feels like just I'm plugged into some alternate reality and it's just happening. And I can totally relate where it's like, I don't know what I'm saying. And I think a lot of powerful speakers have that. It almost becomes a practice where you just like open up and just things come through. I would love for you, you know, especially in this kind of field that we're in. And, you know, I know a lot of the people tuning in are, are, interested in being really powerful public speakers and just saying things and being like whoa I should write that one down like that was right like I'm all the time on like client calls Uh, like with my notes being like okay gotta write that down like that was good literally my notes app is always up to the side because I'm like hold on (laughs) because even with my husband I'm like wait please stop talking um yeah yeah (laughs) I know I've had to make it clear with my partner like if I'm writing I will say so and it's like I cannot pause and like commune with you I'm like Like, (laughs) he's like okay and he sees me stopping he's like am I invited I was like yes right you can talk (laughs) you can talk now but I would love to know what this process was like for you and what it is felt like and if someone is trying to open up more and I know it's there's always refinement right there's always this fine-tuning but any advice for someone who wants to be a really powerful speaker by the way I just have to tell you this first you're speaking so great that my mom has told me there was like (laughs) literally I shared you on my story my mom is my biggest fan on the internet it's really sweet actually so if I ever share anyone she's like going and looking at them and stuff but I shared you on my story and she like watched some of your longer videos that you had on your Instagram and she was like I really like her and apparently a couple times she would like put it on and like fall asleep to you talking at night just so you know oh I knew I knew (laughs) I didn't need to hear that I love that. She's a fan. Oh my goodness. Well, I always say that it's much harder to to talk and to be a public speaker or to speak and like communicate if you don't know what you want and are trying to say. Not just in the moment, but all the time. Like it seems like I'm saying a lot of different topics that don't connect but they all connect and I could all go a layer and layers deeper on every single thing because I know my message, which is, it's much more, it's much beyond like just leadership. It's much beyond right now, but my, like the overall message is everybody having a choice, playing their own roles and being so empowered that I don't even, I can't even fathom a world and what it would look like when everybody is just so empowered and being empowered does not mean you don't have challenges. It means that you are so open to receive, so open to create, so open to connect with other people's and a unified existence to the totality of everybody's essence and so the totality means that you're operating from this sense of wholeness and this sense of 
perfection meaning you don't have to because people are saying i'm a perfectionist and it's it's a it's a way to try to control everything that is happening it's a way to try to control everything that's coming out of your mouth like imagine me saying i can't speak because i don't know exactly what i'm gonna say i never know what i'm gonna say so what good is that gonna do like what if i just stop talking just because i didn't know what i was gonna say right now in this moment but i know what i'm trying to say period and that's that is that you have this innate raw prosperity ability in you that you have the ability to be so powerful that it has not be, been even fathomed yet we have the ability to go much further than we have been led to believe and then we can do it much easier if we're all unified if we're all on the same playing field if we all have tapped into this sense of wealth abundance love prosperity expression enlightenment that people were actually striving for when they came down here the first time, like in the first place, this, this sense of enlightenment, the sense of, yeah, enlightenment. And, <laughs> and knowing what you are here to say and everybody might be here to say the same thing just in a different way and that's okay. But knowing that your way is unique to you and it's not about curating the perfect message is knowing how to communicate through your soul to somebody else's and how that is just desire to communicate and the way you talk to yourself is the way that you're going to talk to others so you can't be like one of my goals like not goals one of my career paths when wrote on my love apprentice my kindergarten card that's in my graduation thing was motivational speaker and you can't be motivational if you're speaking down on yourself because that down accusatory blame tone shame tone is going to come through when you're talking to your tribe when you're talking to your audience and it's going to miss the mark and you're going to be frustrated so it's about i started to talk really openly to myself <laughs> so i used to do spoken words so i used to get like do a lot of poetry I didn't do spoken word, but I did a lot of poetry. So, I, but I always wanted to do spoken word because I like the diction, I like the the emphasis in the words and how you can play with your voice. And it's just like those up and downs, alliterations, and the weaving and the dancing with the with the lyrics, so to say. And I always liked that, but I never did it. So I started doing that to myself, not needing it to sound anyway, not needing anyone to hear me, just speaking for myself, from my soul. And then my husband started coming in. He was like, damn, okay, <laughs> what you talking about over here? He was like, that's, he was like, you should start just being more honest with your expression. And I was like, I'll try that one. And when I already had a YouTube channel, I already had like my platform so to say had started. And the more I started to do that, the more I started to see layers of myself that not saying that it was blocking my radiance, but made me more bright. I'm always going to say that that makes sense. <laughs> it makes total sense. I, again, so much resonance because, and I can totally feel the spoken word, like, like, what's the word I'm looking for? I get what you, <laughs> you know, possess, like it's flair. I feel it. Yeah, totally. It, it definitely comes out for me. I, I had a very similar experience where it was like, 
I have always been interested in like acting and like comedy, especially, and just like characters and things <laughs> like that. And I got to play with that when I, I grew up dancing, right? So once I got, became a better dancer, I got to actually have like characters and I loved getting into the characters and it now comes through when I'm teaching and it's starting to get, and my, my like coaches have always been like, you need to do more of this acting and these, like these comedy things. And it yeah. just, the universe has just been like, finally, I started to get it recently. And I was like, okay, I'm going to bring that through. And it's like, air, it's just so many little reminders that that is part meant to be part of my expression right that's and, so funny because I used to dance too I danced like growing up like for fun because my both my sisters are like they were professional dancers and then I went to Chicago high school <clears throat> Chicago high school for the arts which is like a performing arts high school mm-hmm. that you have to audition to get into and I auditioned for acting and I auditioned for dance and I was I got so like scared in my audition like I did so well at home for my acting audition so I didn't get into acting but I got into dance like easily and so like classically trained and I was like reminding myself of what they used to tell us in dance class of how we used to mark things before we actually like did it full out so to say Mm -hmm. instead of like doing it all the way like doing it in the full expression and like I was like you've been marking it like you've been marking your voice you've been marking Mm. your expression you've been marking how you're designed to come through because like like I said earlier people have been intimidating at me and I'm like I'm not trying to intimidate anybody I'm like such a nice nurturing safe space but they're like you're so blunt you're so honest you're so bold you've always been like I was a very liberated child so I was just like such the black <laughs> and it was just like how I don't want to like and I was scared so to speak to talk up to like my audience and say certain things because I'm like well I'm not trying to offend you I'm not trying to upset you I'm not trying to disempower you so I started diluting what I was trying to say but I'm like no it's about communicating to the level of consciousness that you're trying to touch and you can do that just by talking to your soul and saying I want to touch this person and through your intentions your words reform to the level of consciousness that you're trying to hit like through your brand, through your expression mm-hmm. and who you're trying to reach. Like that's what art artists do. Like nobody's going to understand the abstract nature of what's going on in your visual brain. But when you put it on art, when you put it on paper, when you mix the colors and interweave the, the pencil to the paper and how it works together and blending that all tonight, it's, it's now said something without you having to say everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where did... How did you, how where did wealth come in in all of this? You have like I love your wealth codes and your money codes and your prosperity codes. How did how did that come about? As um, part of your your what was coming through you? Because I was I'm I'm very good at noticing patterns, like interconnected patterns like through media and like the different media artlets, like the TV shows, movies, also how my friends are showing up, also how the coworkers I was interacting were, were, were acting versus my mindset. I have never been a person to do anything just because I'm getting money. I'm not doing it if I don't want to. I do not care. I quit jobs without having backups because it was just not in alignment anymore. I've been fired because I did not care. I just have not. So my mindset has always been that. And I'm like, okay, so 
what's different from my mindset about this versus how other people, i.e. my dad, will just work all these long hours just to make the money without giving any time for himself. And I'm like, what's, what's the middle part? And the middle part is the, like, the money is somehow going somewhere if you do not, if you do, if you do not give your soul away to what you do not want to do, then the money is going to go away and you will never, ever have any again. And I'm like, that just doesn't make sense to me because I've had money without trying. I've had money in the depths of my need where I was literally unemployed for a year just because I could not bring myself to go find a job and somehow money just kept falling in my lap. And I'm like, something is not adding up. So I just started like reflecting on things and how it came about and it was, and something came through very clearly is how much money you have and how much money you are in alignment for and how much money you are even desiring right now is directly related to how much power you hold. So I was saying, how can I talk about the power and not talk about that? Because it's so plastered everywhere in our world like some things you can skate by and just ignore but money is so prevalent it's so on the forefront that it's like it's something like you literally cannot not talk about it and on top of that I didn't even notice that I had reframed my money mindset because I used to blow through money I had like my mom passed I got like inheritance it was like a hundred thousand like total it was like 175 thousand dollars and that was gone in a year i paid like debt and things now thank god but <laughs> but i was like blowing through it without investing without looking at the economy which i was an economics major so it made no sense why i would do that so it was it was not that i didn't have the concepts my mom put me in so many financial planning courses growing up so that I would have that knowledge and not be in the same position that she was in because she didn't know the money. She was impoverished as we talked talked about. So she was like, well, I'm gonna get, go put you in the classes that give you the knowledge. And I'm like, well, it's not the conceptual knowledge that's a problem. No, we're not taught this, but it's also not the conceptual knowledge. It's the disconnect from the fact that you think you don't have a choice or you think that you don't have any power mm-hmm. and control mm-hmm. of any situation. And so that's why you keep like essentially selling your soul to get this money in exchange, but you're still not getting anything. It's still leaving you drained. I still have no time to do all of the things that I say I want to do with my life because I'm so absorbed in something just to get money. That still I'm claiming is not enough. So it's about not, it's about finding a sense of enough, period. And I think that that's where it comes in is that I know that people's focus, they're not gonna be focused on their expression if they don't believe that their expression is going to give them anything because the human mind is weird, especially if the ego is very, very prevalent and the decision-making is not gonna do anything if it doesn't believe that the benefit is going to outweigh where you are right now, if the benefit is gonna outweigh your comfort zone. So they'd be like, why do I care if I don't have no power? Why do I care if I don't express myself? Why do I care if I don't want to have generational wealth for my family 
and my legacy because also that was all my mama had like my my house got repossessed her car got repossessed so I didn't have anything aside from the inheritance that I that I received nothing that was creating a legacy so I'm saying how how can you create that power for yourself knowing that that power ripples uh, ripples out and naturally creates the life that you want to create in the first place what did you find <sighs> mm. on the like how did mm, that's that's gonna have to we're gonna have to <laughs> narrow that question in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to narrow that question down for a second what did i find in terms of if you could share mm. if you could share one of i know there's like Five billion things so you all can just <laughs> go follow asia go watch the youtube channel get in her spaces but if you were going to share one of the biggest things like the first one that drops in that that really started to influence that connection of the relationship of that inner power and that rippling out to like the life creation and the prosperity flow and the wealth building and all these things, what, what would you share? Honesty. <laughs> Honesty. Honesty. Self-honesty. Mm -hmm. Talk about, because so many people talk about radical responsibility and yes, you need to be so responsible for your life because that's how you live in integrity. That's how you live from your power. That's how you live from your sovereignty, knowing that you are responsible, whether it is a desired or an undesired situation, you are always responsible. But if you cannot be honest with yourself, how can you take responsibility? How can you create? If you're not willing to look at yourself, if you're not willing to witness yourself, if you're not willing to be in, in relation with yourself, unconditionally in acceptance and embracing and forgiving at all times with yourself. That you cannot hold your power because power does not say, expression does not say, prosperity abundance does not say that there will not be hiccups, that there will not be mistakes, that there will not be challenges, that there will not be confusion, that that there will not be chaos, that there will not be crumbling. It doesn't say any of that. It doesn't say that things are always gonna work in your favor just because you do that. So it's about how you show up in the times when you don't wanna look at yourself, when you don't wanna be honest with how you created this, when you don't wanna be honest with how you're repeating patterns. If you don't wanna be honest about your shadows, if you don't wanna be honest about like I know a lot of things with money is people looking at their debt um, or looking at how much money they spend on things that are not in relation to, to what they want to do um, or how much time. Because mm, that's the one that people get, get really caught up on. If it's not money, then it's time. And getting so caught up in how much time you don't have but now, but not being honest about how much time you're spending doing things that are not in direct alignment with what you say you want. 
in all aspects of your life. If you're not being honest, like I had a friend, not going to say any names, not going to get deep in the situation, but I'm a very honest person, especially if I want the best for you. And I had friends of they're just being so frustrated because I'm saying, because I'm obviously an entrepreneur, all of them want to be entrepreneurs, influencers, creators, actors. I went to performer arts high school. So those are the people that I knew in high school. That's what y'all want to do. But you're not being honest about how you're not playing full out and leaping. Because even if I'm not playing full out, I'm always going to leap. I'm going to leap and figure it out second. It's just my design profile. I'm going to go and figure it out after I get there. It's just it's just what happens. So that's a lot of trial and error, but I'm okay with that. And, and a lot of people are not okay with looking at fuck-ups, with looking at mistakes, with looking at times where it's cringy, where just looking maybe a little foolish, where just trying it out, experimenting. Everybody wants to get it right on the first try. Hit the ball out of the park as soon as you come out the gate swinging, like not seeing that it's a progression that happens, like a compound effect that happens over time. So being honest with where you are right now and what you're what you are and are not doing, who you are and are not being, the emotions that are and are not coming up at every at every moment. And that also requires you being very present with yourself and always being very connected, but forming that relationship with yourself. And I've, that is very difficult because it also requires you to separate facts from feelings. Like we get very caught up in, okay, well, I feel like I don't have a lot of time, but the fact is I spend two hours in the morning scrolling Instagram and then it takes me like 45 minutes to actually get out the door to go to work. And then I come home and just uh, drink and then go to bed and then don't do any of the things I said I was gonna do. That's not wrong. You're not bad for that. And it's not about blaming or shaming or guilting, guilt tripping yourself. It's about saying, okay, I did that. Okay, so now what do I do moving forward if that is no longer the reality I wanna live in? Because you can only create from the identity that you hold. And if that's the identity that you're continuing to hold because you're not willing to witness it because you're shaming, guilting, blaming yourself, then you're always going to have this discord with your power because you can never fully listen to your environment, to your reality and everything that's playing out. You cannot listen to the universe if you're on constant discord with yourself. You cannot listen to God, source, your angels, the divine, your ancestors, whoever, if you're at constant discord with yourself because you're never gonna trust anything that's coming through if you're never willing to be honest with yourself. Beautiful. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Asia, I could ask you 12 more questions, probably more, but I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for sharing thank everything. You. Beautiful, beautiful. So for everyone listening, we're going to put links down in the show notes where you can find Instagram, YouTube, website, all the things. Go connect, follow, watch the videos, get in Asia spaces. If this conversation has been resonant for you, we would love to hear it. Feel free to send 
Are you open to DMs? Always. <laughs> Feel free to see it, send either of us or both of us a DM. Or if you're the kind of person who likes to share, you can either take a copy a link from this show and send it to someone you know, or take a screenshot, share it on your story or wherever you like to share things. Tag us so we see it and we can say, love you, thanks. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Asia. Oh, thank you for having me. Those are great questions. For us not having questions in the beginning. Those are so great. It's always better if I just don't. If I, I was I was telling Asia before I began, I, I normally just like don't plan questions. And it's always ends up better that way if I just don't plan questions. But yeah, thank you. I'm glad it was a great conversation. I really appreciate it. Appreciate to all you, you listening, thank you. Love you lots. See you on the next episode. <laughs>